This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Good Risings. I'm Jackie. And I'm Brian. And this is Grateful Grains. This week, we've been talking about stress and how to beat it. And today, we're revisiting two topics we come across often, and that's fitness and nutrition. Right. And we've said it before, the reason some of these topics keep popping up is because the impact they have on our lives is genuinely that big. They aren't fix-alls, but they are fix-a-lots. So right out of the gate, I'm just going to say that exercise reduces cortisol levels. We've mentioned those feel-good neurotransmitters, dopamine, serotonin, and endorphins. Those all combat stress, and exercise triggers them all. It's really that simple. Exactly. If I'm feeling especially stressed, if I get to a place where I can't calm my mind, I can't manage my anxiety, I go straight to the gym. I lift weights, I get on a bike, or I find a yoga class. But it would be just as helpful to just get outside and go for a walk or a jog or hike. And speaking of yoga, the Institute of Neuroscience and Physiology published 25 randomized control studies which provide preliminary evidence to suggest that yoga practice leads to better regulation of the sympathetic nervous system and hypothalamic pituitary adrenal system, as well as a decrease in depressive and anxious symptoms in a range of populations. Wow, that was a mouthful. But what it's saying is that yoga can really demolish stress. As for nutrition, something experts seem to really be pushing, something I totally plug my ears over, it's cutting caffeine. That's a non-negotiable for me. We're going to have to (laughs) do other things to distress because caffeine is a life partner. I get it. And that's okay. Thank God. But like you said, you got to do other things to make sure you're staying balanced and keeping those stress levels low, which I know you do. There are also a few supplements we should mention. We both take these as needed. I even have my mom dosing up on this stuff, by the way, so you know I believe in it. First, ashwagandha. The Department of Family Medicine published a study on ashwagandha as a treatment for stress, where they discovered a reduction in perceived stress scale of 44% compared to 5.5% in the placebo group. And valerian root is a popular sleep aid due to its tranquilizing effect. It contains valerianic acid, which alters gamma-aminobutyric acid receptors to lower anxiety. Let's talk about a couple quick foods. Oranges. So oranges make the list for their wealth of vitamin C. Studies suggest that this vitamin can curb levels of stress hormones while strengthening the immune system. In one study of people with high blood pressure, blood pressure and levels of cortisol returned to normal more quickly when people took vitamin C before a stressful task. Then there's fatty fish. Omega-3 fatty acids found in fish, such as salmon, can prevent surges in stress hormones and may help protect against heart disease and depression. For healthy supply of feel-good omega-3s, aim to eat at least 3.5 ounces of fatty fish at least twice a week. This one is the most delicious in my opinion, avocados. One of the best ways to reduce high blood pressure is to get enough potassium. And half an avocado has more potassium than a medium-sized banana. A little bit of guacamole made from avocado might be a good choice when stress has you craving high-fat treat. 
And this type of fat is so good for your brain. So besides what you should be eating, let's touch on what you shouldn't be eating. Harvard Health says numerous studies, granted many of them are on animals, have shown that physical or emotional distress increases the intake of foods high in fat, sugar, or both. High cortisol levels in combination with high insulin levels may be responsible. Once ingested, fat and sugar-filled foods seem to have a feedback effect that inhibits activity in the parts of the brain that produce and process stress and related emotions. So part of our stress-induced cravings for those foods may be that they counteract stress, but be aware of how much you're eating. Of course, overeating isn't the only negative stress-related behavior. Stressed people lose sleep, exercise less, and drink more alcohol, all of which can amplify stress. It's an unending cycle. Okay, so wrapping up with our question, have you ever tried to beat a bad day with a bit of exercise, be it a walk, a run, or a session at the gym? If not, would you consider giving it a try? Remember, we love hearing from you. You can comment or message us through the Good Risings Instagram page at Good Risings. And you can find me at Jacqueline M. Wood underscore one. You can find me at B. McMuffin. Thanks for listening to Grateful Grains. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to check out the other Good Risings offerings available in our feed. We will see you tomorrow for day four of our week on beating stress. Until then, remember, a better tomorrow starts with today. Good Risings is presented by Cavalry Audio.